This is Tyler from Bagatha Nephilim. This is Craig Schmuel from Hatestorm Annihilation. Hey, everybody. This is Travis from Visceral Discord. This is Mike from Devil Driver. This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. No expectations for me with it just in the No ridiculous rules and meaningless imagery. Hey metal fans, the podcast returns with another amazing metal artist interview. Joined today by Dallas Kohler Wade of Narcotic Wasteland. Dallas, thank you so much for coming on the Great Metal Debate. Thanks for having me. Well, man, let's get right to it. Next week, I'm going to my first real metal show since the onset of COVID, traveling to Newport, Kentucky to see some awesome bands, including yours, Narcotic Wasteland. I'm super stoked. How much are you looking forward to hitting the stage again? Oh, uh, definitely very much looking forward to it. Um, it's been kind of bizarre and, uh, you know, just, um, but at the same time, I just, all of us in the band, we just kind of utilized the time wisely and just kept concentrate on writing, you know, new material and practicing and trying to get better at the craft basically. And, and, uh, hoping that one day that, you know, we would be able to return to the stage and, and it looks like it's finally getting here and we're we're extremely excited it's it's probably going to be kind of surreal for everybody involved as you know people going to the concert and uh and uh people you know and, you know people playing the concert since we haven't um done it in so long and i know there's a few shows here locally uh picking up that i'll probably go and check out just to get because i miss going to shows as well almost as much as i miss playing them <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you're a metal band, but most metal bands are metal fans as well. I'd be remiss in in noting you actually have two shows next weekend. The one I'm attending on Friday, May 14th at Southgate House Revival in Newport, just across the river from Cincinnati. And then you're also playing on Saturday, May 15th at Black Circle in Indianapolis. Looking at the roster, some killer bands on both those bills along with you all. I, I am curious. How did you all come to play those shows, and kind of what was your thought process behind the decision to go back on the road even for a weekend? Oh, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I've been kind of trying to get us set up to where we don't have to necessarily always lock into like a five- or six-week tour and get the band set up to where, you know, we can just go do shows here and there. Um, that was already uh, – that already could be somewhat uh, tricky – if you have, say, musicians flying in from other places or, you know, musicians that live 300 miles away. Um, but right now, at the moment, we've gotten that pretty well streamlined, and uh, it's going to be cool to be able to do both in the future. Go and do one or two shows, and then maybe go do a couple of weeks or maybe even five weeks if it's in the cards. You know what I mean? And and just uh and be damn thankful that we at least getting that at this point you know what i mean it's funny dallas in preparation for this interview i i watched a number of your previous interviews including a couple that you did at the very end of 2019 and honestly man you seem very excited about the future at that point it sounds like though you indicated earlier maybe you could flesh this out that you all have spent the time well yeah you know i mean at the end of the day uh, you know, i've been playing music 
longer than I haven't been playing it, you know, at this point. I mean, I, I started the music really young, and it was always a huge part of my life, and that has not changed. I've taken a couple of breaks here and there over the years and just took a step back to uh, kind of take it all in. But ultimately, it's it's what I love to do, and I, I enjoy playing these songs by myself, just practicing, uh, and uh, and it, because it just helps me stay up on my own chops, and I just enjoy the songs very much. But also, you know, I mean, the sky's the limit. I mean, I'll do this at, on whatever stage, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I've always had a, a, a pretty enthusiastic uh, thing about music, and you know, a lot of people have a different. A lot of people have different um, uh, interpretations of what they think success may be. And for me, success is, you know, progressing. And you know, of course, we want to get our music out there and 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 all that stuff, and and try to reach you know as many people as possible so they can love it or hate it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is very much about us and what we want to do and the things that we want to achieve musically. And, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, it's just been a, a hell of a ride. It's been a lot of fun, uh, a lot of interesting challenges, uh, technically or just uh, mentally or whatever, uh, to to get where I'm at now. And, you know, I, I feel I feel like I'm actually as best, as good as I ever was, maybe even better. And it was just because I've kind of got this sort of beast mode thing going on where I'm just like, ah, I go work my ass <laughs> off, and then I come home and get a shower, and then I play play for two hours or three hours, you know what I mean? And <laughs> Hopefully that's kept you from gaining the COVID-19 like I have. There may be a little more weight in, in those metal shows uh, after a year off from burning off the calories in the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, I have put on some weight. I have, but that's okay. You and me both. It's, uh, oh man, yeah. You know, uh, I think in 2017 I was uh, 2:05, and now I'm currently like 2:35. <laughs> so you, you and that's okay. We'll shred it, we'll shred it off, uh, and not to mention the fact it's about to be really hot outside, so that'll help. Yeah, you and I face about the same uh, challenge there. I am curious about part of the challenge over the past year, just as far as keeping up momentum, especially with fans. Obviously, you all couldn't be performing live for fans. And and doing those little things that mean a lot, like taking a photo with them at the merch booth, you know, that that sort of personal thing that I, I can just, speaking for myself as a metal fan, like that's a big part of it, to not just listening to the music, but getting to meet those people and tell them, how much the music means to me. Do you feel you all have still been able to keep in touch with the fan base via social media or other means? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, as far as like the the, the Facha Book Messenger, um, you know, just about anybody that's that you know can send me a message or whatever, and usually it's some sort of you know technical question about guitar or which or gear or something like that which i absolutely love talking about anyway so yeah you know i i've always got a little bit of time unless i'm at work at all once i see the message I'll, I'll always reply and 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 chat it up with them for a minute and you know see where they're at and and uh and all that you know it's it's part of the thing and that's you know what we have to kind of do and was i was kind of doing it anyways and it's kind of a one of the good things that I guess comes from everything being kind of connected. Uh, and we're able to stay in touch with each other. <laughs> 
if this pandemic had happened even 10 years ago, the ability to keep in touch with fans, it seems to me, would have been so much more limited. Yeah, yeah, it would have definitely been different. It would have taken on a different form. It, it may uh, a dilemma like that could have possibly even invented some sort of social media beyond just back then it was mostly chat rooms and news threads and stuff like that and you know websites and etc. But you know, and that you know that actually did kind of help in a way as well as far as just getting the word out there. Um, but yeah, you know, it, that being able to stay in touch. Uh, is is cool, especially with this unforeseeable thing that happened, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I do want to jump in and talk a little bit about your music. Narcotic Wasteland has two albums, a self-titled debut from 2014, and then most recently, Delirium Tremens, released in 2017. The first thing I always look for in an album is, can I hear the instruments and the singer? And sometimes that's a problem, like an extreme metal. Both these sound great. How important is that side of it to you? Not not just the notes you play, but the production and what that final song sounds like when it's on record. Well, um, you know, I got to work with uh, um, our producer, Neil Kernan, um, for my time at Nile for a few albums, and, uh, and uh, he helped us on the mix on Delirium Tremens. And uh, one of the things he said to me years ago, which actually echoes pretty true in, in my mind, and that's the first thing, the first important thing is the songs. And then the second most important thing is the performance of those songs. And then the third thing, the production. But, you know, having said that, it of course is very important for you to try and get it clear enough so people can hear what's going on. Um, we, we tried to not make it sound too overly produced. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's been a, a pretty hot topic uh, lately, people saying that things are starting to get a little too computerized or too fixed. and uh, So we, we wanted it to be tight, but not like super computer tight. And, um, and uh, we, we, you know, there, there are a few little rough around the edges things in there that I notice and that's fine because you know we didn't want it to sound that with you know some of that flourish in certain things just kind of help along with the actual emotional content of the song as well and um so that that's kind of my take on it I know that's kind of a long answer but you know that that's kind of how I feel about it I feel the way Neil you know our, our producer was felt about it is that you know the first thing is definitely you got to have a badass song the next thing is you got to perform the song really well, and then the next thing is you've got to make it sound good. So with those three things in a line, because there's plenty of music out there that actually isn't very well captured, that's just freaking great. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? And from a fan perspective, that's kind of frustrating. You're like, I know what they're trying to get at, but I'm not hearing it through my earbuds. Yeah. And, you know, um, that's another enjoyable thing about um, – recording even if you're doing it home or if you're in a studio and you start once you get all the ducks in a row and all the songs together and it's time to actually really track everything there's always you always learn something new i mean it, it's part of the overall education of what you do you know 
Another thing that strikes me, in particular listening to the Delirium Tremens album is, and it's weird to say this about death metal, but the good melodies on there. Like, how important is that to you? And kind of what's the tension there between having that good melody, but also keeping that aggression that you want in in that genre? Uh, Well, for me, you know, I always play from the gut. And, you know, I, uh, I, uh, I like things to you know, to come up with stuff that, you know, sends chills or, you know, maybe jerk a tear out of your eye or, you know what I mean? I'm going for the gut. That's like the most important thing. But I'm also a a practicing musician. You know, I want to be good at the instrument as good as I can be. And, you know, I I think that's what I try to do. I try to have a a little bit of a blend of both, you know, um, have definitely have the emotional content in the songs and, and the memorabilia, something that somebody will, it'll echo in their head after they get through listening to it, you know, and they can, I'm like, man, I can't get that out of my head, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but also, uh, just, um, you know, you got to have a little bit of chops to be able to pull it off too, you know? So I think it's, I always, I've always tried to go for the best of both worlds where it's, you know, you got to have some chops to play it, but it's not all about the chops. It's still, um, uh, you know, uh, we're still entertainers here, and, you know, I, I like to, you know, create a, an image that people that, you know, can relate, relate to it. Yeah. You're going to be playing with a little emotion when I see you next week. Your eyes will not be glued to your fretboard to make sure that you hit every note uh, perfectly. <laughs> no, some some parts, yes, <laughs> but some I just, I kind of glance down there just to make sure I'm pretty busy with the vocals as well, so... Um, I don't. I can't always look, anyways. But it, you know. But it's you know. I've just been practicing my ass off, waiting for this day. <laughs> it's coming soon. You know, Dallas. I've long argued that death metal, and I will include black metal in that mix, is the metal subgenre that that's open to the most innovation and creativity. Like I, I just think you can do more with that than you can with power and and some other subgenres. Do you agree with that? And Beyond that, where do you see death metal heading in like the next five or ten years? Like, where where do you think it's going? You know, that's a really good question, and I really don't honestly know the answer to that. It would be really hard to say because it has taken on uh, very uh, many many forms at this point, and there's just no real way to know that. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I've always kind of felt, in a way, we were a little bit more on the thrashier side with punk lyrics <laughs> you know but like uh you know everybody's uh gonna have their own interpretation of what's going on but i, c- I couldn't honestly honestly answer that i know that there's a lot of great talent and a lot of great players out there and maybe the ones that are up and coming now that are doing something will kind of figure out their sound a little more and be doing something really fresh and badass in the next five years i mean they a lot of them probably already are but you know, it's just like anything. When you, you just if if your head's in the right place, then you're just going to strive to do that better than you did last time, and expand the the palette of sounds that you use. You know what I mean? I think that's definitely in the cards, and you're absolutely right. There are so many young, hungry, great bands out there, and and so many of them doing so many uh, innovative things. Uh, last point on your last album, Delirium Tremens. I'm curious if you could speak about the, the strengths and benefits as well as the challenges of 
bands releasing an album without that traditional distribution partner in the record company? Again, I know I know it's something that sometimes bands struggle with, that decision. Well, for the debut album, we did release it ourselves. And, you know, I, I, that was when I was still um, in Nile. And, uh, but when Delirium came out, we actually were, we actually had a distribution deal with Megaforce Records. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, and they were a, a big help, and we were pretty honored to be on somewhat of a, you know, legendary kind of label, you know what I mean? And so we did get some, a little bit of help, but, you know, um, you know, and then we went out and tried to tour it as much as we could and all that stuff, and, uh, and yeah, you know, so we were we were lucky. We were lucky that we got that, and and uh, we've got another album. Uh, I'm not really sure. I haven't talked to those guys in a while, but it was probably going to be something of a tune like, "Here's an album. You like it? Cool. Distribute <laughs> 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 <Maybe> it." <did. laughs> you know. So. Well, you anticipated one of my next questions, which was, when can fans look for the follow-up to Delirium Tremens? Uh, do you guys have? Some, most, all of the album in the can? Like, kind of what what could fans... I mean, obviously, you don't have to give us a release date, but you give us a, a general timeline to look for? Well, I can definitely say it will be out this year. Um, probably in the last quarter of the year. Uh, we have more than enough for the, for an album at this point, and it'll be just a matter of uh, really just kind of hammering down the overall picture of what the album is going to be and what's going to be on the album. Uh, so we've got a few extra to choose from this time because of that extra downtime we got. So I'm excited about finally sitting down. Uh, we're still wrapping up a few things on a couple of the songs, and that was just it. Uh, I got here so long, and I, you know, and I, I got in this mode, and and now the now the stuff's just flying out, and I'm like, well, that maybe we already got enough, you know, but I'm. I'm going to strike while the iron's hot and go ahead and finish these ideas up, and that way we'll either have, you know, more to choose from for this go round, or we'll have some stuff already ready to go for the next go round. Well, that's very exciting. Uh, it, and you don't have to answer this, but I mean, is there a chance that some of us in Newport or Indianapolis might get an opportunity to hear a sneak peek from one of those new songs? Um, yeah, we actually have already been performing uh the last tour that we did uh opening for pathology we were already we already had a new song in circulation and that will most likely be the one that will release some sort of lyric video for in the near future um but like i said uh between you know the whole covid thing and you know uh, a couple of other things you know we just had to kind of put some of that on the back burner and just uh keep our heads down and keep working you know (laughs) Before we wrap up, I got a few quick hitters for you. Just a few quick questions. You can give me a quick answer. First, what's your bucket list band to go out on tour with? Somebody that you haven't toured with, but just really would love to, you know, be out with them. Uh, I would love to tour with DRI. Wow. That would be a very interesting. I've heard you talk in previous interviews about, you know, just kind of mixing up the styles and having changes of pace that's that's something that would really appeal to you yeah to a certain degree i mean you can't go all out crazy but you know they're they're fast they're furious they got attitude and you know that would be would be really cool and you know i'm a fan from teen, uh, teenage years and it would just be great and i've seen them live a couple of times and it was always ripping 
So awesome. <laughs> I'd love to definitely do a string of shows with those dudes. <laughs> In your experience, what nation, what country has the most rabid metal fans? You know, that's really difficult to say because, you know, I've uh, I've met, you know, metalhead people all over the world and you know, we we we're kind of uh, similar in a lot of ways and I think we're all pretty fanatical, you know, uh, anybody that's into this kind of thing is a little bit probably thinks a little bit differently than people that aren't into it. One one nation around the world that's got crazy fans, uh and that's just really tough. I mean, I I would say that uh you know, in my experience I've got pretty well uh well received in just about every country that we've been to, you know, back in the day anyways, um still kind of getting narcotic off the ground, but um man, that's it's just a really tough question for me. I, I would have to say Europe as a whole, but I know that's more than one country, but Europe. Europe is metal, that is for sure. So, <laughs> hypothetical, in a world where metal didn't exist, would you be more likely to be playing in a country or jazz music band? Oof. Hmm. Ah. Man, we can't even have, like, rock? <laughs> no, no rock. Oh, God, I would have to say, I, I guess I would have to go with jazz. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Right answer. And then finally, what happens when we die? We die. Good answer. All right, Dallas. Finally, what is the best way for fans to purchase music and merchandise from Narcotic Wasteland, including that latest album, Delirium Tremens? Uh, well, you can definitely pick it up at the website, uh, narcoticwasteland.com. And you can also go on the Megaforce Records website. Either one I'm fine with. <laughs> and I'm assuming you may have some copies of those available at the shows? Oh, yeah. Excellent. Well, man, I can't tell you how excited I am to get to go to see live metal, to see you all live from the first time, bang my head with you all, buy some merch from you. It's going to be a great night in Newport, also in Indy. Dallas, thanks so much for the time, and I can't wait to rock out with you. Thanks very much, man. <laughs>